Hi, welcome. This is the what 17th episode 16th yes. 16th episode actually i think let's think of episode 15 we just did uh no, 16th yeah, episode of nosy uh, i'm enjoying looking with my co-host carlos and today we have a special guest which is bob bob <laughs> this handsome man right here yes uh you are a speech pathologist yeah an assistant an assistant speech pathologist nice today nice. we're gonna talk about his job his life everything that we find interesting about him because he's a pretty interesting guy he's a regular at our at our shop yeah and we talk to him as he comes and goes so we're very interested on getting to know you awesome yeah we have a couple questions for you to start off sounds good yes so um just for starters um how would you describe speech pathology as like a profession that's a big question it's or what the goal is what, what okay do do? um the pathology it has to do with um the disorder right so when when a child is developing normally he goes through certain processes of learning how to sound correctly uh, how to say the things the way they're meant to be said and when you get stuck if you will on a certain step you know and you don't progress to to the correct way of saying something this is just an example of what we call articulation of how we say something mm. so when when that doesn't happen that's when you know that's one of the ways that speech therapy gets involved yeah um kids that are born maybe premature um will have those delays or more mm-hmm. you know particularly because they were born you know with that uh being so early and um but it also can be uh there's feeding goals like for kids that have trouble uh you know swallowing liquid or or food so that's uh, oh it goes beyond like just like actual speech yeah that's um one of the one of the components um and so there's there's actually two ways to look at it i guess to make it simple there's expressive Mm -hmm. and receptive right what we call what you can do as an expressive and mm-hmm. what you understand in receptive. So, um, but yeah, there's the, the goals are really, I mean, endless. Mm. You can you can make it um, until they're done, right? Until you get to an appropriate mm-hmm. where age level meets developmental level mm. or age number, you know, meets up with where you should be at. So there's charts for all that and people get, you nice. know, evaluated. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, did you, did you know speech pathology was going to be meaningful to you before, or it was a thing that you learned once you started on it? It's, it's funny, I guess I didn't, I mean, I'd heard of it. My, my degree, my initial degree was in psychology. So I worked before I do what I do now. I work for the state. I work for CPS and Mm. I did that for many years. And with the, um, the boom of the program that it, you know was the the assistance program at Tammy U. Um, mm-hmm. It just sounded like something I already kind of did with some of the, yeah. the clients at CPS and some of the kids I work with because I've worked with kids now okay. for I guess close to 15 years. Damn. And so a lot of them had those issues, and the program sounded really interesting to me and something I would wanted to you know maybe give a shot at specializing in so nice so it, it wasn't at first and i didn't like i said i didn't know about it until you know informing myself yeah. and 
and then I, I got into the program and, and so finished in uh, 2010 and I've been doing it ever since. Oh, wow. wow nice. It's crazy. 10 years already. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, oh. it was um, June of 2010. Jesus. Yeah. That's cool. We, we spoke a little bit before we started this, but um, I wanted to ask you, like, since you do so many cases a day, you say like roughly around six minimum or? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anywhere from five on up to 10. Sometimes 10. On, a, wow. on a really busy day, you can, you can see more, but then it just depends on how early or, or late you want to get out. And, and you kind of also have to work around schedules of the families that you see and stuff like that. So you works per, um, you do home visits, right? You said right. It's all home health. Do you ever get attached to any of the cases that you help out? A little too much, yeah. yeah? The, nice. the kids, uh, some some of them see you as a big brother or, or an uncle or some some just extension of the family. It's it's funny. Mm. Like the the kids themselves are also like the family members. The, like parents, the parents too. Are... Yeah, the they're some of them are really you know. Uh, sweet and they treat you you know like family so it's it's really nice and wow. yeah i've developed to you know to be very close to some of them especially with extended time doing the the services and all that do you ever take any of those like those cases home with you like any of that work that you're to your house or do you leave it at the door <laughs> no it's it's hard to leave things at the door especially if there's something mm. um traumatic because it does happen mm. um we're in a we're in an unperfect world so you know it's stuff does happen and yeah sometimes you do I, I mean I try not to but I don't I don't like talking about work at home and, mm. I, and I try not to I try to make it a point where yeah. where I do shut it off even if it was a bad day and then so you know there are those days where where they're really really bad for several reasons but yeah unfortunately does stuff does stick with you and you can't help but vent sometimes yeah. I imagine your family helps you though like even if something sticks you know You've got people that are on the other side there to talk to you about it so that it doesn't weigh you down or something. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I got, you know, I have three kids and Ooh. yeah, so yeah. The, the youngest is only, a, well, he's a little toddler, oh. but but the oldest is, she's a genius, you know, as far as as far as far I'm concerned, she's one nice. of the smartest girls I know. She's only yeah. 13, but I uh, I swear she's going to cure cancer or something. Nice. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so I have... You know, I can say I'm very, very fortunate, very blessed for for that reason. But I have That's also, good. you know, my wife listens a lot nice. when um, when I need it, you know, and and that's when I'm when I'm willing to be open about it. And yeah. and so, yeah. yeah, she's there to kind of. Oh, that's uh, beautiful, man. Balance. Yeah, yeah. That's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, no, but you know, it's 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 good um, because you need a a work-life balance and, mm -hmm. and you know Definitely. there's there's other avenues too for 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 you know um de-stressing and all that yeah, but yeah. but as far as family's concerned yeah I'm, i've got that and my parents both my parents are are alive and my sister is one of my you know closest friends so mm. that's great yeah, yeah. i'm not even, i'm not that close to my family sadly <laughs> yeah i'm closer to my family mm -hmm. than he is but um friendships are still like i'm still closer to my friends definitely right um yeah same here i mean he's my best friend yeah that's awesome yeah we tell each other everything you could you could tell i mean yeah you guys are <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow, you, you could funny. be you know you could be brothers as far yeah, as i'm yeah. concerned we wow. are what are you talking about oh, yeah. blood brothers <laughs> it's just i just got adopted into the wrong family <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we sliced the hand uh, and everything you know yeah. shared aids and all that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um have you had a single case like for a long time or i have yeah um okay. 
there's some that just kind of linger on um, yeah. and, and somewhere oh i see okay you know because of the evolution of the the disorder or the pathology oh, okay. you know so there Perfect. is a need to continue but oh. there's some that you wish based on just the parameters that we go by you know the yeah. the evaluations and things like that that you maybe wish weren't as stringent mm. and so that you think okay well this patient could be discharged they don't need necessarily to continue oh, yeah okay. whereas there's others that do get discharged you know and that goes into a whole other topic right it's you know insurances mm. where the insurance doesn't necessarily think that the therapy is needed but they are no longer willing to provide that you know that, that, coverage. that coverage exactly yeah so interesting on those cases where like they they already they you could see that they're already being like they should be discharged right do you ever feel like underutilized in some in certain cases and stuff yeah i, I guess um you know what what at that point it becomes is just making sure that there's carryover from within the family because we're only there for you know half an hour like I said, at minimum, and and the rest of the time, and sometimes that's only once a week. So if 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 the families aren't, you know, doing the the part of what we do, you know, right. essentially right. carrying that over, like I said, and because you're only there for thirty, yeah. right, yeah. right. So then then there will be no progress. It's just like anything else, mm. I guess. If you don't practice it, you will, you know, the muscle memory will won't no happen. Way. Yeah, right. exactly. So how do you how does that make you feel when you when you see that and then you see that it's not being practiced when you leave yeah. it's frustrating yeah. Um, yeah and and it's not just for speech because i work with physical therapists and um mm. and occupational therapists so they go through the same issue with with that where some families just don't carry their weight mm. insofar as the 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 treatment goals and, and and so you you know you're constantly starting over you start at square one and every visit feels like the first time almost so right. but thankfully it's not it's not every family it's uh, it's some but you know not many mm. do you have to like bite your tongue in those moments yeah a lot of times <laughs> um, yeah. you we work really professionally and uh, you know there's a lot of lines you can't cross no. and mm. even even with the other like the siblings so if uh, you go into a home and you're working with you know, just the one patient, and that patient has siblings who don't get therapy, but they are all part of it. And so you have to really gently maneuver through getting them or getting the parents to, you know, kind of usher them out of the way and mm. because they're interfering and they're really not, they're impeding the, the, the therapy going on yeah. and stuff like that, so. Nice. Yeah. Wow. It's like um, a nice little dance. Like, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I would put it. You have to, so you you end up. You you learn what compromise is right away. Yeah. You know, um, if you didn't already know that as, as a normal responsible adult, <laughs> you were taught that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this line. Um. How do you think the pandemic has affected? Um, we I guess are, your job so far. Yeah. Very much so. We're. We're all on high alert mm. with work. Um, and I think one of the things we told ourselves in the beginning was that we try to be careful all the time. Because as been said, I don't know if you heard or whatever, people say this a lot now. There's other things going on besides COVID. Right. And so there's other illnesses and you know 
germs and all that. So we try to be careful all the time. Mm. And so there's been homes where we go into and, oh, by the way, you know, this person has strep or, oh yeah, he has the flu or he's got a 101, but he's fine. Mm. So if we're right now with the state where they're really kind of helping us out is that they're mandating temperature checks and to make sure that everyone in the home that we're seeing is kind of on the up and up. Oh, okay. And that that's because of COVID. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, that's a helpful way to approach this. But, um, you know, so we wear our masks, We you know, in cases where we have to do, you know, uh, oral things, we all wear gloves. We've always done that, but, you know, that's one of the you know, reminders. There's face shields and things like that. So mm-hmm. when, because the mask is, is only as, I guess, as effective right. as... Effective its own way. Yeah. yeah. Um, the face shield is kind of a little extra, but... Yeah. It, it, it's... it's um, The word... I'm, I'm not looking for cumbersome, but it's... Mm. You know, it's kind of a hindrance in certain some, therapies. Oh, yeah. But I, I can even see that, especially for the for the ones that... The physical therapies that they do a lot of moving around. And mm-hmm. so speech is a little more gentle. It's not so... Or it's not always hands-on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can get away with a little bit of that, you know, and... Be okay but it can nice. get kind of hairy yeah, yeah, yeah but it's the same you know we've, we've carried over the practice of hygiene that's mm. huge you know and even then like it's it's all the more reason to be to be careful yeah wow yeah in those moments where, where you say like it's, it gets hairy and stuff do you like is there ever severe cases where you feel overwhelmed there are um you know, unfortunately, not not everyone is not every parent is as upfront. Some parents are very laxed about kids being sick, mm-hmm. and they kind of I don't know if it's an individual thing or a, you know a cultural thing or you know or maybe it's just I'm used to being a little more high strung and a little more worrisome. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, if we find out about someone being sick after the fact, then it's especially right now, you know, and that has happened to me particularly, and it has happened to several of my coworkers where mm. they're told after the fact that, you know, this patient tested positive and now you're kind of on edge or really on edge to, to, to find out if you're next, you yeah. know, if, if it's going to be you. And so, yeah. And then like, how late do you usually find that out? If it, when it has when I found out it was a week. Oh, <laughs> so. Oh. Luckily, I had had minimal contact with the affected person. Nice. And, you know, I ended up testing negative. The mm. two coworkers I'm thinking about in, in mind right now both tested negative as well. Nice. But nice. You, you're not really sure. I mean, 100% we're not sure. We kind of know how it's trans- transmitted. But yeah. um, you can't help but, but go into to fear mode. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, it's just so new. and Yeah. And the and, cases keep on going up and up. Right. They do. Yeah. So being careful is is i guess half the job this you're relying on the the other person to be just as right. careful yeah right. to to be considerate you know yeah and in our jobs me and orly we we just we're in one location serving right. drinks and stuff yeah. so the risk is Especially i guess people getting that, it like, from the clients yeah like yeah not even like clients not even caring yeah. you know not wearing their masks i know yeah there's been times where i had to like yell at people coming into the store be like hey put on yeah. your mask like right and there's people that go to the restroom and you're like, hey, the restrooms are closed. Right. But yeah. I make note of that because compared to yours, it's different because you, you're going to different locations. Yeah. You're exposing yourself to other people. So it's like it's a very different um, behavior that you have to. Yeah. You guys still take for. on a lot of, uh, I think do, you though. do have a lot of risk going in there because there's several yeah. people from all walks and 
And like you said, you know, there's yeah. people that don't abide by the rules and it's a simple one. The store says that the city's mandating it. The state is now yeah. kind of making it a big deal. So there isn't, there isn't really an excuse to be casual about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Just the amount of, I think it's the amount of, uh, <laughs> it's insane. Sorry, I can take yeah, it. Yeah. I think it's the amount of sales that we do at a given time that not that it's a reason to be relaxed, but it's sort of hard to follow the rules when the, the, I guess the, the purpose for your working hours is just to pump out as many drinks and food as possible. So then you can get down with the, with the wave that is the clientele for right. those hours, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's like, we have rules, but it's hard to keep them up when we're understaffed and then we have a whole bunch of stuff to sure. take care of. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. 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 It's also like, you know, they like some people lack common sense. Like, yeah, um, there's like we have we have tape on the floor. They're like, you know, you can't go past certain areas. Right. And they continuously go past that area. Like we have merchandise displayed and they keep touching it. And I'm like, even if that wasn't a rule and but this was still going on, I'm like, come on, common sense, man. Right. Like, you don't know who touched that. You don't yeah. know, like, you know, you don't know how safe you're going to be after you touch it. Yeah. It just makes no sense. These people just lack all that. I've been into um, the, the most of my outdoor trips to be out, you know, besides work and, and my own home is, mm -hmm. is like Walmart or Target and HB. And the one time I took my son over to Walmart, I said, you're keeping your hands in your pocket the whole time. Nice. And yeah. he had his mask on, but he didn't touch anything. The most, you know, that he held my hand was after we were kind of crossing the parking lot and going back to the car. But, no. you know, it's just that's one good. of those things like don't touch anything yeah. and you're mitigating a lot of no, that's the risk. Pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. I just imagine him in the toy section just staring at like <laughs> Legos. <laughs> didn't make like, it no. over, man. No, it would have been too tempting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, for me, I wouldn't be able to control it. I was a very hyper, you know, kid, so I can yeah. imagine not being able to do the one thing you go to the store to do is kids don't give you know don't give a shit about groceries yeah. they want to go to the toy section yeah for sure that's, that's took a lot of restraint for him seriously especially since now like a lot of the toys are like you can try it out right. before yeah. you buy yeah. them yeah. <laughs> so you just want to play you with it even more time there before yeah. you even you know have to buy anything yeah it's exactly display. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can find out which one you're going to play with the most <laughs> right yeah. but um to go back to the question that i asked you like um when there's you say that you know there's like it goes beyond speech and stuff like that and they become physical and stuff in those cases where it's like extreme like that do you ever like it's your first time meeting the patient or something do you ever get like overwhelmed or, like like you feel like oh crap like this is a lot to deal with and stuff i remember feeling like that a lot in the beginning everything was mm -hmm. overwhelming you know the probably the first year mm -hmm. um oh wow the first year yeah it was it was a you know because then what you what i did before it was you know, one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two. It was, you know, I, I worked with a, maybe a small family and I remember doing court appearances very frequently with the state. So mm. I, I had kind of forgotten what it was like to be in an audience. And so I remember having, or what felt like an audience. And I had the parents just kind of watching and hanging on my every word when <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting with their kid and yeah. doing, making these funny faces and trying to, you know, yeah. get them that, you know, right to, to go, yeah. <laughs> to go and do what I needed them to do. And, so that was one thing. Maybe people, maybe just being in the next room, all of a sudden becoming quiet and mm. paying very special attention to what what we're doing. It's yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm I'm under the scope here. Yeah. But no, I guess. Do you mean like where I feel threatened now, or I wouldn't say threatened. Maybe like uh, ill prepared. Oh, only 
if the child has severe special needs, mm. um, because there is not a one size fits all for mm. those types of kids. Even if you say this kid has this um, disability and so does this one, they're not going to be the same and they're not going to be handled the same and they may not even, um, you know, even respond the same to the, to the treatment. So that you cannot do cookie cutter kind of methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's when. My sign language is not that great either, so that's one of the times I feel sort of ill-prepared, and I'll have to look at my phone to kind of remind myself of what some signs mean. Kids that are um, on the autism spectrum are, you know, very unique and very, um, can be very difficult, so so those are the ones that are where I, where I do, I feel most challenged. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did not even know that you knew some sign language. Very, very little, and it's not yeah. very good. So I, I only know one phrase, which is "Don't know, not my problem." That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I, I learned because I was like, if I, I ever get someone any. at my job that speaks that, and I was like, I don't know, I'm just gonna tell them that because I don't know. Once upon a time, um, before all of that, when I was still in school and I was, I worked for T-Mobile, and we had oh, wow. a community <laughs> of, of yeah. deaf people, you know, coming by the, they were the, called the T-Mobile Sidekick, and it was pretty much oh, a wow. texting device, and so I was learning. From, from within that group and it was a really nice man and he and he was showing me some stuff and but they all came and got sidekicks because it allowed them to very quickly communicate with each other it was like before mm. texting was really a thing yeah. and so the sidekicks the one the phone that yeah was where, so the, sh- where the screen oh, flipped over yeah <laughs> i remember that yeah. Oh, wow it was yeah, like a, cool. it was a while back so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right i mean like the, the i love the, the rumor. psp uh, oh right like yeah. it looked like a psp pretty much yeah, yeah. yeah. i remember yeah. that I wow. used the LG rumor. That was my thing. Yeah. You also had a slide action and then the, all the buttons. I love that right. shit. Mine was a, I forget what it was called, but it was just like one of the first early touchscreen phones. I only Ooh. had three buttons. It had the home button, the call button, the end, the end oh, call wow. button. And the yes. rest was all touchscreen. Super small. It was like this big. It's oh, like wow. a Nokia size. Small used to be the thing and then it, yeah. it all went big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah it's so weird. Know why. But it's like big <laughs> and like thin as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I was gonna ask you about work-life balance. Sure. To to like a barista, someone in mid twenties, it's it's pretty impressive. And so I was gonna ask, like, how do you how do you give time to family members, cases, and to yourself, like in a, in a pretty equal manner? So there isn't a day where it's fully balanced, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, um, you seem to be doing right. Oh, yeah. So. It, it's not an eight to five. Hmm. Um, in some ways, I wish it was, and, and it would make things simpler. Hmm. But we don't, and you know, we're reminded of that by, you know, management, and and we're reminded of that by the families we work with, hmm. that you know they're requesting certain days, and and then it's just kind of as far as like giving, because you can give to work as much as you want, and mm-hmm. for somebody who's maybe. You know, a bit younger than me, or or single, or you know, doesn't have kids. Mm. You can be really, really free to just dedicate to work, mm. and so your your balance is work. Right. But with with three, you know, three kids and and a wife, and um, you know, we still do stuff on the weekends, and I try to nice. make it to where work kind of does shut off. Mm after a certain point even if it sometimes carries over into saturday mm-hmm. which it does you know Oof. um because the the part of my job 
that I do physically in person also has to be done electronically, you know, and submitted electronically. So oh, wow. that, that unfortunately does take time too. And if it's not done, and this is on me, so it's not like I'm blaming the job, but if it's not mm. done promptly, then it just kind of <laughs> lingers, you know, and, yeah. and the more you let it linger, well, then it's still going to be there. Yeah. yeah. So you have to handle it. Mm. Um, but assuming all that's checked off, right, the, the weekends are, are for, for family. Yeah. After a certain hour when, you, when, I, when I come home, it's, it should be just, just them. Nice. And then, as you know, you and I have talked, mm-hmm. um, I game uh, yes. after 11 or after midnight. So nice. That's uh, midnight's for dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that's thought of that time. like two minutes ago, and I was like, uh, I'm waiting for the moment to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm also a comedian, so yeah, I'm constantly saying stupid yeah. shit. In my head. <laughs> Which yeah. means that if he says a joke, you better laugh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's my insecurity is too. It's too critical. You know, he's gonna be hurting. He could fall into dad jokes almost. You'll be ready. Nice, ready when nice. that happens. Um, what, when, like, um, wait, do you have any more questions on no. the job? No? I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll come up with something. But not right. now. I have one last question about sure, your job, up? and then after that, I don't know if you want to talk about uh, more about your personal life. Um, no. No, okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the last question I have for you on your on your profession is, do you ever see a, a case where you think you come up with a way of, like, oh, this is the most ideal way of, like, handling this more, most efficient, or whatever you may say? But there's certain protocols within your job that doesn't allow you to do that. Um, I do find that sometimes, uh, not necessarily the protocols, but so every every kid has to go through an evaluation in order to qualify, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that just means it's a test that asks questions to either the parent or the or the you know the child or the patient, whatever. Um, some of the goals, and that's like the things that we work on. They're called the goals that. Mm-hmm that are, you know, assigned aren't necessarily appropriate. And the only reason I know that is because I have a more, I've built more rapport with the family because like Mm. consider what we call a reevaluation that happens after six months. So a person that goes in and sees a patient once every six months doesn't really know them or doesn't know the family. Mm -hmm. So let's say that that kid's acting up, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to know that the true ability right mm-hmm. and if they're not up for doing something which a lot of times happens and they're being rebellious or they're being you know non-compliant right. then it's going to look like they're unable to do whatever's being tested of them so when when those new goals are written out and I'm working on them I'll look at them and say well this isn't really appropriate because they've already mastered this mm-hmm. and it just so happens that on that day that they came to get evaluated they were just in a horrible mood or they weren't you know, not feeling it or whatever. Mm. So that's, I don't know if that answers your question specifically, um, but you know, there's, that's pretty much it. I think that would be the, the toughest thing is not even like a protocol so much as just a, a tool that the evaluation is. It's not right. always um, accurate or, 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 you know, maybe it's just in, the word is ineffective. Mm. Mm. I should have probably asked you this earlier. But um, after, or since you speech pathologist and you work with kids, what, how have you learned that the, the disorder that, that the kids have influenced them in the way they behave, I guess, in, in the world? Okay. Um, um, yeah, like how, how important it is to be able to communicate and function in a way where the disorder 
I think him from, from doing so. Yeah. So do you mean like what they call com comorbidities? Is that where they carry an issue with pronunciation, but they also happen to be sure. very, um, you know, the, the ADHD is huge, right? Okay. With kids because they're because of their attention deficit, then they are also not really going to focus on reading. That's a right. huge one. Um, and being that we're in, you know, virtual schooling right now, mm. or we're about to be, right? It, they're the hardest hit, like, group. Oh, I see. Kids that are in that kind of um, diagnosis, and then they have they have to be in front of a computer, which they can't really sit in front of a computer and concentrate. Mm. So then they also have to get you know, us coming in a couple of times a week, it's too overwhelming. Mm. So, it's, it, I'm not sure if that's what you meant. Yeah, um, I was wondering if, if you could see how, or if, if it happens, because I don't really know, but that disorders that you specifically help and treat, mm -hmm. if they somehow bleed or influence the patient in, in other ways that isn't so much the, the obvious things like, not speaking or something oh, like sure. maybe they have like a lack of confidence in communicating with specific people or, yes for sure or they feel ostracized or yeah um, the, the kinds of for things. the most part and you see it in in boys more than girls um mm. is aggressiveness oh okay. so okay. you'll get um when they're old enough to communicate it even if it's with words but they can't let's say read and i go back to reading because that's huge but it, If, if, right. or even if, if, if it's a younger child where their pronunciation on certain things isn't, you know, that strong. Right. And that's their main thing, right, is the articulation. Right. And so their parents don't understand them. Mm -hmm. We going in, you know, have kind of trained ears to sort of understand. And what I do is a lot of repeating. Right. And I'll maybe say something that's close to it and they'll correct me and then they get frustrated. And so, um, And that's also my own, probably my own issues because I've listened to a lot of loud music over a lot of years. <laughs> oh. yeah. So I, I'm to blame. But, but uh, to. That's beautiful. And grenades. Speech therapists yeah. can't, can't hear <laughs> shit. Grenades <laughs> blowing off in your yeah, ear, well. bullets flying, <laughs> yeah. all the gaming. And a couple stuff. of good concerts in my life, and that nice. was uh, the rest are headphones. <laughs> but no, yeah. So um, a lot yeah. of what you see is, is that, that real short views right. and you know they'll they'll act out there's a lot of screaming right and a lot of very like i said short tempers and 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 aggressiveness have you ever gotten like uh, attacked you yeah. don't have to answer also no yeah sure a lot oh, <laughs> i think wow. we all have. wow yeah. i think it's like a, a rite of passage too if you don't get bit or right. scratched in your you know You're not first, real. You're not part yeah, of the crew. Yeah, you're not. You're not hard. Yeah, you're that. Yeah. you're that close to the patients. Some of them to... just get close, so you're oh, not necessarily okay. that close all the time. I got you. Um, but they, they, they will close in on your space. Wow, interesting. Especially those that don't kind of know that. What's the worst rule. injury you've gotten or seen? From... Um, you know, mine might have been really minor uh, scratches or, wow. or bites. I've gotten scratched, and I've got I've bled a little on my arm. It's usually the arms the first thing they grab. Mm. Um, I've not gotten punched or anything like that. But I was gonna say a lot of the the dangers we deal with are more like the dogs outside oh, when okay. we go in around wow. the homes. There was a Doberman. It was one of my first. It was like maybe my second year, and uh, you know they didn't say there was a Doberman. I just walked up to the to the house, <laughs> and there was a giant Doberman. They're like, Jesus, she doesn't bite. I'm like, nice. uh, I'm not interested in finding out. So <laughs> thanks for the heads up. 
But there have been plenty of dog bites. Um, that's one of the more common things. Wow. Maybe maybe more common than kid attacks. Wow. It's <laughs> so, insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. You're like mailmen. Yeah. You just look at a mailman, you like tip your hat, you know, yeah, I understand. I understand. Leading from your left arm. Yeah, I get you, bro. You salute them like a soldier, you know. Yeah. Nice. Got that thousand yard staring, like you seen the shit. You know. Oh man. Um do you do you consider what you're doing now private or public? Um well I work we're we're in a private sector, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, so I work okay. for, for an agency that is um, okay. for profit. Mm. And and the opposite exists in speech pathology. And those like not no. Okay. no. Well, there is um, there is a government agency that handles, and I think they're not for profit. Um, mm. So I think that's how that works. But they're the okay. they're the only one. Every other clinic that you see, is gonna gonna be a private for profit agency. How many are there oh. here in the radar? They're probably no more than. Probably not more than 10. There used to be more, um, and through the kind of the clenching of the insurance's fists on people's necks, mm-hmm. they've, they've you know they've kind of closed down. Damn. Yeah, it's a, it was a very um, tough couple of years as far as the state cracking down on on insurances who cracked down on the agencies and stuff like that. Mm. Wow. Is then is uh, speech pathology considered like a like an expensive coverage for your insurance policies or no? I think for like people with, with private, um, mm. where they get it through their employer, I think it is. Mm. Some of them have co-pays and some of them, um, some of them don't, but most of them mm. do. Anything that's government insurance doesn't. Oh. They're way more, well. Doesn't or does it? Do not, yeah. Oh, wow. So if it's a government insurance, um, any kind of like sliver of Medicaid, they're a little more, I mean, there's no, there's, there will be practically no copay, but wow. depending on the That's pretty good. specific um, insurance provider, then there may be certain restrictions or certain like hoops that they make the clinic jump through specifically to the people writing the reports. So mm-hmm. when that person does their evaluations, they have to be very, very specific on how they write the report on what they write so that the insurance agency is able to process it. Wow. And, and approve it, ultimately. Mm. So, Interesting. Do you, like, um, do you ever get, like, when you meet a new patient or, or something, do you ever have, like, That's a family right. member or the patient themselves, like, praise you as, like, oh, they're going to, like, save me or help me or something like that? The, um, not, not so overtly. I remember one of the guys, the, the, the men, that he was a grandpa, and he called me doctor. It was really funny, and I said, "Well." And then he then, it, then he kind of changed it to professor, but it was more of a <laughs> of a of a title that I think he just meant like the. And then it, and I think maybe one time I, I think I heard him call me maestro instead of maestro, mm. right or whatever. But it was just a a term of endearment. I think it was he's you know really from the like heart of Mexico, and it was like a like a you know he's just being really nice. Yeah. But it, it definitely. Um, <laughs> It puts a lot of uh, expectation pressure on yeah. on on me and on us, you know, that, that get held I mean, up to to a very high standard. But it's it, yeah. you know, we're, it's like I said to you know, I, I said it once at least. I think that I'm, I'm not a miracle miracle worker, so yeah. they see you with your long when you had long hair. It's like the Messiah is here. Yeah, <laughs> professor yeah. in, uh, Casa del at Tamiu was uh, Mexican Jesus. Mexican Jesus, oh, wow. nice. <laughs> yeah, so. Mexican Jesus. Yeah. 
Um, what was I going to say? For some reason, I thought that there is a public, like that schools would hire speech pathologists. Um, is it, don't they? Yeah, yeah the yeah, district yeah. has their own. But yeah. they're also for profit and private? Um, no. Oh, okay. I think, I don't think the district runs that way. I think it's just um, they count as a state because they're a state mm. school. So they're... Um, have you done that before or no? No, okay. that is a very different prestigious spot. People go oh. in and apply probably by the tens of hundreds. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. they don't open a lot of spots up, uh, up very often. So when somebody finally retires, that's when you get to apply. It's like the Supreme oh, Court. Got you. Someone's dead. Let's yeah, go. it has to take <laughs> an act yeah. of God to, to get someone hired. Wow. Oh, okay. And right now that they're on kind of a bit of a, we don't know what's going on, you know, with the district. There's probably not going to be any hiring going on. Right. Yeah. Do, oh, do we have any of those here in Laredo? What? The speech pathologists yeah, that work in school? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, really? yeah. The, both districts yeah. have them. Wow, I did not LISD know LISD and UIC have their own, their own departments. Wow. Yeah, they have several um, SLPs, which is the master's level, and then they have all the assistants, which is my level, the bachelor's mm. level. Mm. Oh, also, what did you use to do at CPS? And that must have been tough. Like, yeah, um, I did two different, three different jobs. Two... Three to two different jobs. Um, one of them was seeing the um, the court cases as they were as the kids were removed from the home because certain mm. amount of evidence was found to be credible. Um, then they assigned a worker like me, and that was where I first started. So I, I worked with families, parents trying to you know get their kids back, and mm-hmm. kids that were in foster homes usually or family placements. Um, and so that was what they called conservatorship, and that was like who's in charge. And so the state was given um, temporary custody or conservatorship mm-hmm. of the kids, and so we worked that case for about a year, and within which time parents either had their kids returned or didn't. But what did you do? What was your place? Um, I was kind of like a mediator, if, if anything. I was oh. a, I was a social worker, um, but it, but like I say, mediation because I would report to the judge, report to the kid's set of lawyers, the parents' lawyers of what was mm. going on, whether or not the kid, the, excuse me, the parents were being compliant, mm. and and then whether or not the parents were fit to, and I say fit based on, Many you know, the, yeah. the, the list that the state gives them yeah. to have the kids go back. And then afterward, I worked um, in that same, like, I guess, mindset, mm-hmm. I worked with just family members. If the kids were placed with family members, that's who I worked with specifically. Mm. Wow. To to kind of ensure that the family placement was still, you know, good enough to, to hold up. Wow. it's crazy. You still a, had some, you had like experience going into homes, all kinds of families. Yeah. And talking to them and um, de-escalating and stuff like that. That's yeah, pretty there good. Was, yeah, there was a lot of, of that. And I think at least now I don't think of it as much, but... I joked around with a with an old coworker, and I said, "Man, it feels like we never left the state sometimes because <laughs> yeah. it was um, uh, a, not not all the time, but a lot of it was like the same thing. Right. Yeah, we were going into similar situations, and right. that again, the transition wasn't so crazy. Interesting. So yeah. Um. And then I had a funny question to ask you. Yeah. Um, do you think as a speech pathologist, it's giving you like a this is more on family stuff. It's giving you like a a leg up on being a, a dad, a father, <laughs> and how to communicate with kids uh, and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I can I can probably do 
a decent job at finding out if something needs to be corrected and having oh, a little toddler who's picking up on speech right now yeah i'm really pushing for him i have a chatterbox seven-year-old and you know my 13 year old is she's she has no issues there yes. um but if we want to talk about actually communicating properly and effectively mm-hmm. i myself could probably l- use a, a, help? a lesson here and there <laughs> oh nice <laughs> so i've been told nice. so. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes i don't uh, <laughs> sometimes i don't always say what needs to be said or what's on right. my mind and things like that so. right oh nice that's nice. with everybody I yeah, I guess, same shit. yeah yeah same. only human after all yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that yeah it's good what were you gonna say um i just saw your face and i was like all right this guy's gonna say something i no? actually don't i am oh okay, okay. drawing blanks here um yeah um Oh, the, the reason why I thought about, um, like, the disorder bleeding into people's lifestyle or, or just in other parts of their life yeah. uh, was because, like, I remember I came from Puerto Rico when I was eight years old. Okay. And I was so bad in English that I had to be taken back or taken out of my class for reading. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. writing. The pull-out and, program. Yeah, pulled out. And I remember I was aware. I don't know why. I guess I assumed that I wouldn't be, but I was aware and, and um, I felt very embarrassed and ashamed of it. Right. And then I can tell, like, I, right now and always have had, like, a very deep insecurity of not being smart enough. And then also, to make it more specific, the, the insecurity of not communicating well and getting my ideas across to other people. And so it, I can see how that insecurity started at that point in time where I was aware that I had to be pulled away um, in some sense it seemed like I was less than everybody because of it and then because you were I, wondering why you got taken yeah, out of the class exactly yeah and ultimately I did go back to mm-hmm. I guess normal classes I don't remember right. what they were actually called regular ed. Yeah. yeah and um, I did quotations there for the people that are listening when I said normal <laughs> but um so yeah, but it, it never left me. And in fact, like, I remember graduating high school without even knowing what the months were and then their order. Like, I had repressed. I mean, that that's pretty bad. Uh, like, objectively, that's bad to graduate out of high school not knowing the order of the months. Right. But... It's okay. I remember um, this 24 and he doesn't know when his yeah. birthday is. But yeah. the, the reason why I say that is because, um, yeah, even way after third grade it was or second grade yeah i had repressed like this idea of just being intellectually inferior Is it to everyone so, did you think more in spanish um yeah definitely i thought more in spanish okay. at the time yeah yeah it's interesting um i'm fluent in both and we do therapy in both and mm-hmm. um i've never had the need or, or opportunity to do it in another language but i would love to so mm-hmm. i'll do duolingo with some kids just for fun mm-hmm. and specifically the kids that are you know more fluent in spanish and want to learn english or where i think they're at the point where doing dual um dual language is going to end for them i think it's in third grade so we um we'll do stuff just for fun and i'll and i'll i'll kind of you know and that also depends on the evaluation some of them are done specifically in their dominant language which is you know is spanish but then you want to still kind of help them out and you you know maybe this was to answer one of the questions you had about being confined 
about you know the parameters and all that. Yeah. Um, because of the the evaluations written in Spanish or done tested in Spanish, then you have to do the goals in Spanish. But you know full well that the district is already going to push English on them. Yeah. So you want to give them, you know, a little bit of a hand so that they're not. And and so mm. being bilingual is is it becomes a must, you know. Uh. Um, but I find I find it really interesting, you know, when people have thoughts in Spanish or even dreams in Spanish and or conversations. And I, I did it. I was talking to my mom yesterday and I was sending a text to uh to set up a visit mm. and I answered my mom in Spanish when I should have when I wouldn't have normally yeah. mm. you know because I was speaking to her in English and all of a sudden my text went in Spanish my voice came out in Spanish mm. when oh, wow. you know we were anyway <laughs> do um, you think do you think in English or Spanish more in English yeah. that's oh, such okay, a funny cool. thought though like, like oh what language do you think in and imagine people who yeah. know more than that yeah. but but I don't but think it's real it's a real yeah, yeah it's, real. It's, there's, there's a real phenomenon to it but yeah. I think that I don't think that it's any reason to I, I, I can understand probably feeling a little singled out if you were the only one in the class getting taken mm. to, to do your, your time. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I don't know. I think, you know, also well, I had more on... stuff, too, that happened. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean... To save space, Carlos, it's okay. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> we're just in the gathering nest. the thoughts. No, like, so I was Puerto Rican, so to the eyes of everyone from Laredo, I was exotic. Yeah. I was different. Sure. And But I was never used to that Sense degree of attention, of attention. Oh, okay. oh. and then also the reason for the attention mm. and then so at the time i remember i wouldn't even tell people that i was puerto rican because i was so ashamed of because the crazy. way people the way people saw me as exotic and gave me attention didn't seem like a thing that was beneficial to me at the time like a good thing i felt like i was you know how when you go to a circus, they have like a bunch of attractions and <laughs> stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared of clowns. I don't know. Well, I, can't, right? yeah. I can't well, speak to that. I, I thought I was the monkey with the little stereo. Oh, the, right. Yeah. The yeah. thing clapping yeah, their the hands with. Yeah. 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 I felt like I was doing a show for people because sure. I was exotic. So I got dehumanized immediately. Right. I mean, I didn't have these words back then, but that sure, was the no, idea I, in I my mind. What you, what you felt like. So, so, yeah. So I wouldn't like to tell that I was Puerto Rican. People would constantly ask me to speak Spanish for them. And then that was it. The moment I talked in Spanish, they laughed or they said, wow, that's pretty cool. And then no conversation, didn't befriend anybody right after that. So I always hated that thing. Yeah. And then so there were multiple reasons why I felt ostracized, felt like I didn't fit in. Yeah. But the the intellectual component of realizing that I can't speak English or read English just as fast as everyone else around me kind of like manifested it or crystallized it. Uh, that, that ostracized feeling that I yeah had that is early. it's, it's um, yeah. as it is you know we all go through being like in that awkward stage as a teen yeah. or whatever yeah. and even before that or right before that right when you're a preteen and then you're a teen and you go through yeah. all these changes and then having issues with languages must have been a little harder yeah a little like a dab of uh, whipped cream or something on top of your nice, fucking nice. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was a really bad I, Sunday. I remember when I used to do the <laughs> dyslexic classes. That that was like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like really awkward. Uh, the Awkward in the sense of like, like I didn't want to go through that so I'd like play it off. I didn't want to go through that in the sense of like people asking me like, oh, are you going to be stupid or some shit? Right. Okay. So I would just play it off and be like, no, I, I just I, I just lied about being dyslexic so I could just get out of class like trying to be cool or mm, whatever. To play it out. Yeah, to play it out. And I remember like it was just extremely embarrassing i remember and i still i still feel i still feel affected by it i feel like i, I always constantly tell people like oh i don't know how right. to read 
I just tell them that. And then Carlos just tells me, like, oh, shut the fuck up. That's not real. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's even moments where I do stupid shit, like, just to, like, I, obviously, the way my dyslexia works, at least, like, when I look at something and I don't immediately recognize it, yeah, like, it just looks like gibberish to me. Right. So I'm just looking at, like, hieroglyphs at that point. Right. And then, so let's say, like, someone shows me a meme and it has words on it and I just look at it and I know it's going to take me a while to read it. Yeah. Now, and so it's going to take me longer to, like, understand the meme. So I just go like, huh, yeah. And I didn't even read the meme. I just like let it like blow over. And I'm like, whatever, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. Just I because just I know, yeah, yeah, I don't want to deal with that slight embarrassment of like taking 10 seconds longer right. than the average person. I just love how you've learned to give another person immediate gratification <laughs> when they show you a meme so you yeah. can be done with the moment. Yeah. It's brilliant. I love it. Dude. Yeah, just to like, get over that's that. That's how smart moment. you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a good, it's a good mechanism. Yeah. 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 Just to get rid of that, that moment of like, ah, oh, whatever. It's like, it's a meme. Not, not important yeah. right now. And they're like, why are you laughing? This is really sad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? And I look at the picture. It's like some dead guy. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm dyslexic, you asshole. Why are you showing me letters, dude? Yeah. 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 Why are you showing me letters? Yeah. Uh, I can't read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, as an example, what do you, what do you, and this is going to sound so stupid, but what do you do... Or what are some of the techniques that you have with your patients when when they're like in front of you? Do you like just to like so that I can imagine, I guess, uh, you doing your stuff? I, I can't say there's something that I do every time, mm. but okay. um, I guess it depends on the age too, and it depends on what we're trying to uh, get done. But I know that with really little, you know, small age kids, coloring is good. Mm-hmm. Um, to distract uh, th- that let's just say that that's a distraction is key because mm-hmm. if you can get work done and they don't realize they're doing work then you've already succeeded nice so mm-hmm. you have to be really manipulative yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like yeah. moral or ethical to say it like <laughs> no, that but no but no, right, yeah you, you have to learn you how influence to, them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah all for the greater good right yeah, yeah. but now, yeah. Um, it's also being a parent, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to... I think even my, my oldest said that, too, about doing some, saying something to the middle one, like, is that reverse psychology? I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, perfect way of saying it. But, um, yeah, whatever it takes to, to get it done. And, and, like, I can't say, you know, uh, everything we do, but, you know, mm. if, if books are helpful, then we'll bust out some books. Mm. I know a lot of kids are, you know, love electronic stuff or, yeah. or you know, uh, tablets. So mm. I'll have my iPad as a last resort, but I hate mm. using it as a tool. Because mm. um, then it becomes the only thing they want. Yeah, I guess so. You're... So if the goal is to get some focus on doing something, then the electronic is the last thing you want to bring out. Right. But I find that coloring kind of distracts the mind um, puzzles are a really good one. Um, Jenga is okay, but it's really loud and obnoxious, so mm. it's not something I do a lot. Mm. But puzzles are quiet, so if you can do it to where you keep them focused with their hands, it lets their mind kind of maybe be a little more open. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so there's kids that go on meds for that, for being more focused, and since we're in summer mode it's parents are kind of laxed yeah so you can tell if if the child really needs it and they're not on them then you're going to be on a big uphill mm. but you know everyone with the right amount of structure 
can still get a lot of things done. Right. So I, I think being very patient, mm. and I've been told that, and, I, and I'm not. I think personally I'm not. Yeah. But at work, I'm, I kind of have to flip on that switch and be... You know, for at least half an hour at a time. Yeah, just be patient. Um, right, be really, really, and and you would think like, would I do this in my own home? Probably not. Although, let's flip that. Should I do this in my own home? Yeah, maybe I should be <laughs> yeah. a little more of that of yeah. that way. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Or in my own life, you know. Do you ever do you ever have like cases where you feel? Um, uh, for lack of a better word, it's like maybe the patient becomes slightly like a lost cause because they're not like trying anymore and like the parents aren't even putting their work in either. So you just keep coming back to the same position and you never like progress. Do you ever feel like, okay, this is time just to like let go of this patient? There are times where, you know, collectively the agency will see that, the, the management, the supervisors and all that. They'll mm-hmm. kind of go over your notes because that's something we do. We have audits. We have internal, we have external audits. So they'll mm-hmm. follow up with you as far as like, what's going on with this situation, this goal, this kid. Mm. Um, and yeah, we do have to get to a point where we discharge because it's just not, we're not going to be going yeah. and kind of spinning our wheels with someone when we know full well there's not going to be any regression. Yeah. And even if, even if the insurance doesn't say it, because they may eventually say it mm-hmm. um, wow. to where they deny claims like that, um, you know, uh, we have to be you know, I guess ethical and say that is a waste to mm. have someone go in and work on something that is never going to happen for that mm. person. So it's a tough call to make because yeah. you feel, you know, it's unfortunate and maybe that that therapy is the only external kind of uh, assistance they get mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, and in like any way, recourse. intervention or whatever. Yeah. But... Yeah, that sometimes we do have to cut the cord. Interesting. Beautiful yeah. way of saying it. <laughs> On what grounds do insurance make a, that determination? Um, it's a very fine line. Uh, they, okay. they, if they see too much progress, then the child no longer qualifies. If they see not enough progress, the uh. child no longer qualifies. If, um, like I had mentioned, uh-huh. if certain things aren't worded the way they want them, yeah. then they will not qualify them. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they're... they're um, it, it would make me kind of want if I ever did anything else I would want to work for one of them and maybe mm. try and fix mm-hmm. the way that is yeah. because I understand that as a as a business stance that insurance doesn't want to pay out claims yeah. ever like they're not, even for us like if we go to the hospital <laughs> we got better we go to the doctor or whatever like oh well only ten dollars is covered and you're out to pay two or three hundred dollars as an individual Jesus right you know it's Christ. really really tough everything's yeah. so expensive yeah. so the insurance never wants to pay out anything. Now, speech therapy is is a for a lot of kids, not everyone, because there's like I said, there's feeding, and that's you right. can actually that's tangible. You can say, well, um, because of the tests they do as far as swallowing, you can measure whether or not um, there's any, you know, aspiration. What they call aspiration for if the food is actually going where it needs to go, or mm. it's being spit up, or it's causing you know, the choking. Otherwise, the stuff that I specifically do, you can't really measure it other than like you know you can do the numbers right but it's not like you say oh he sounds better and that's a measurement it's Mm, not right you know you can you have a score um that you 
you'll do on, an, on a test, but that's it. And that's still even in a way subjective. Mm. So if you wanted to look at it as an insurance, as a business way, they're like, why are we doing this? Yeah. You guys mm -hmm. are not, you know, so we, it's a, it's a struggle. It's a, yeah. it's a little bit of a battle. Yeah. Um, but, but it is a need. I, I, I can't say that it is needless. Yeah. Uh, do you ever like, well, more like how long is it for you, for you to decide like, Oh, this is not going to progress anymore. I can, I mean, I've been doing it long enough to where I can see it, not right away, because um, everyone has a bad day. Yeah. But um, if you've gotten to know the family for three to six months and you know that mom or dad isn't really, you know, on your side and they're not really working with the kids at home, um, then you know that the kid themselves is not going to want to put... Right. Much yeah. effort, yeah. especially a young, young one. Yeah. So, yeah. so you'll be able to see it probably, I mean, you know, within six months. Wow. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and, and the sessions are not even every day. They're like, you know, whenever no. they schedule you. So, well, I, I, I work with the family directly to make the schedule. Oh, okay. Um, but it can go as much as three times or four times a week to, wow. you know, maybe once or twice. And that's up to, you know, you kind of make an agreement on how high the frequency is um, based right. on what's approved and all that. But the, yeah, some kids that are older, teens, right, you, mm -hmm. you'll know. And I, and I saw it with some young ones, but mostly older. Interesting. That parents and the teens, I work with like an 18-year-old uh, once, and he, he had no interest in right. seeing me ever. Right. And he didn't tell me because he would sit with me and, you know, we'd try to get some work done. But most of the numbers always stayed at a really low like there was never mm. progression so when we said okay we're going to discharge he really didn't he wasn't phased by it mm. so actually this is actually a question we haven't even asked yet <laughs> we're already pretty far in um what, what, how does your like how does your therapy look like like how, what do you do like do you have worksheets do you have like oh, oral like exams um, or something depending on the on the sure. intended goal um yeah, there are worksheets we do. Uh, some of them are very effective and, and useful. There's some, um, I think for, like, I, I do a lot of books. Um, uh, I do throw in coloring here and there. Um, a lot of flashcards. That's really, really big. Mm -hmm. um, right now, my caseload looks like reading and articulation. Okay. Like, there, there's a, there's a mm -hmm. blend of all of that. So most of those things are done i think you can you know i can probably wow. say i can do a board game here and there but i don't i don't like it because it kind of can drag on and it takes away the focus from what you're trying to do so i'm more of a minimalist at work as far as like what i like to bring out and the yeah. less the better mm -hmm. you know as long as i can get you know the, the the task done so it's like you have them do something and then you you see how they're doing it and then you advise them how to do it better right whether right. it's reading eating or some of the stuff yeah reading and and really the way things sound and then their comprehension on things too so like the pronunciation and stuff like that yeah yeah um some of them have what some of the goals are, are like conversation and so you have right. to make sure that they can engage in conversation and that sounds mm. funny to say it but some people can't and yeah. and it's hard to teach someone who's much older and even yeah much younger to be able to 
kind of engage right. and be heard clearly and and be coherent. It makes yeah. sense to have all the words in the right order. Right, right. That makes sense. I can totally see that though, because as a teenager, you've already had a set lifestyle, right. set way of being. Yeah. You're already forming your identity, and then yeah. it's reverberating by your parents too. They're already sort of deciding how yeah. you're gonna quote unquote live. Yeah. Sure. So it's hard to convince the whole everyone there, right. like, the hey, collective. We, yeah. Yeah, we can change something, guys. Yeah. yeah. And you have to think about what the big yeah. influence is at that time, right. especially as a teen. It's not. It's not going to be us as therapists. It's not going to be even maybe necessarily parents. And that just depends on kind of what that dynamic is like. But as a teen, you know, you're in that mode where you're... Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they're, 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 they're finding ways to rebel or be defiant. And right. they're just trying to find a, themselves. Yeah. Following a protocol that we're trying to implement is not... Yeah. They're not looking for structure. Right? Yeah. And it's going to be, you know... Anarchy. All. <laughs> I mean, in a way, yeah. It's gonna yeah. be tough, yeah. Yeah, especially also like sadly, like um, when it's still like a stigma against therapy, like any sense of the word therapy. Oh, I get you. Yeah, like in there's like culture. a huge stigma on that, and like you know, like oh shit, like he's going to therapy, like yeah. something's wrong with him or her, you know. Right, like, and being that we go, like you mentioned something about the car, right? When I when I pulled up, and yeah, so there are nosier neighbors. Huh. Yeah. Oh wow! Shout it's out no- to the podcast, right? Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are people who get there. They see a car that doesn't belong, right. and, and it's you know it's one of ours or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, who are you? What are you doing here?" Oh, nothing. I'm here to see so and so. Or you didn't have to say that, right? And it, for for confidentiality's sake, we don't say what we're doing. We just go about our business. For the most part, mm. I wear scrubs only. So if I'm ever in a work polo, it's it's rare. But right. they see it, a, a set of scrubs and they think it's a nurse. Yeah. So they don't really. Give us too much shit. Yeah, Yeah. they're, but there are still, and I've had this run in with more elderly ladies than any other population, any other, Mm. you know, male, female. No, it's usually older women, way old, like Grammys, you know, and they're, yeah, I have one of those neighbors over there. (laughs) So so they're, (laughs) they're kind of like, what are you doing here? Uh, You're parked in front of my house or, you know, and that's a huge one. I swear. It's like. The street is the street. It's not anyone's. Yeah, it's the yeah. street. And so no, that's in front of my house. And you better get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> don't park your shit here. Um, and, yeah. um, I don't care if this kid can eat. You yeah. need to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the like, my house. Streets, yeah. This is the streets. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, uh, one of the times I was still, you know, it was very, still kind of early. I say within the first three years, I was in the South. And it was a woman, a, la- a lady, an older lady, like I said. And I parked not even in front of her house, but on the side. It was a, she was on a corner and I parked to the side. And it was sort of, you know, we know the rules. You don't block driveways. You don't, you know, block people in and yeah. if they're, you know, parked up Courteous, next to you. you know? Right, right, right. Just right. the normal. Um, but anyway, she comes out and she's like, you need to move. And I said, I'm not going to move. And uh, I, nice, I kind of put like my foot <laughs> down. I was such a big shame. <laughs> and then I ended up moving anyway because the uh, lady at the house I went to, she's like, no, move your car. I'm just going to mess with your car or whatever. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that has happened. Wow. I think... Look, my car isn't new by any means, and yeah. and it's got plenty of miles on it. And mm. so I've had it knit, like nicked and dinged. And mm. I remember seeing one of the times I watched it um, that it was keyed, and I said, Oof. "Okay, I don't. I've only owned it as long as you know. I've. I think. I I, I wouldn't have thought to have pissed anyone else off. So I said, right. "Okay, this must have been somewhere where I parked where I shouldn't have or something." Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, like it's not an ex-girlfriend. It's right, exactly. That's what I was that. gonna say. I was yeah. like, "This I've only owned this car as long as I've been married." So, yeah. um, 
it's not anyone else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, some asshole that I, whose house I parked the in front of. The wife's like, you forgot gear. to take out the chicken. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Scratch the car. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, wow. but take care of your property, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Funny enough, bad, like dude. they bring up the car thing um, at my job. Like you know how it's been windy like the past because of the, the right. storm. Yeah. Yeah. This is insane. This is like a, a non-realistic thing, <laughs> but uh, the sign, our, our sign marquee, like the ma- the massive sign, maybe like you know like four feet across, like in full diameter. It fell off the building oh, and wow. hit my car. Oh shit! Yeah, and it was it was hilarious like the way I found out because we're we're working so we're here just you know busting ass making drinks. Right. And then some guy runs in the the people that work next door. They're like, oh, your guys' sign fell, and I was like, oh, it sucks. And I get hit two cars. I'm like, sucks for someone. Yeah, he's like, that sucks. Like it was your car. I was like, fuck. I'm like, god damn it. And then I had to run outside, and sure enough, there's like this big ass sign, the huge ass logo, just like oh. laying on top of my car, and I just got so sad. Oh. Yeah, it fucking bent a lot of metal it broke my windshield wipers it, it, it oh. fucking scraped off paint and i was like there's gonna be so much fucking money but thankfully the company is, is covering for it thank god that's nice. good yeah nice. but um uh, yeah i remember how thinking in my head like this is so fucked this is so fucked that's like, some is, bs right uh, there yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that your job is just fucking with you even more you're taking it home <laughs> with you no matter what yeah. <laughs> and you take the damn sign as well <laughs> yeah. I would. I think I would have done it. I would have. It's mine now. Yeah, that's what I told him too. Yeah, bring it over here and put it on the wall. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it would have been. It would have been insane though. Like if it like, hit someone or something, because it's like yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a it's a big sign right. and it's it's made out of plastic, but yeah. like the the edges were sharp. Yeah, from the way it cracked, mm-hmm. I was like, it would have been some final destination shit. Just like chop off a kid's head or yeah. some shit. Yeah, it would have been rough. crazy. Yeah, nice, nice. Has has any of your kids tried to get into gaming with you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my. Uh, my daughter asked me to try out some Assassin's Creed like, oh, wow. about oh, nice. uh, yeah. a week ago, and then I was showing her Bioshock, and we, oh, we started wow. to get into... So I, I put on the last one, mm. um, Infinite? Infinite, yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, and of all of them, I think I went back to the first one, and I started just oh, yes. started it, and we had to stop because it, it was yes. a little intense. Yes. And yes. so, um, but my son has been watching me, I uh, love the air quote... Uh, put people to sleep with Ezio's, you know, blade and, and things like that. And I was like, he's taking a nap, son. Nothing's happening. Nice, nice. Uh, since he's he very was sleepy. Probably, I'm a babysitter. Yeah, That's my job in this put game. Him, put him down in the grass. Don't worry about it. Um, nice, nice. I'll still play, but like I said, it's really late when I do. So most mm. of the stuff is a little more graphic yeah. now, and and I can't really BS my way of course. out of uh, murder and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they do, they do. You know, we had a switch too, so. There was a lot of Zelda and Link oh, time. Oh, nice! And wow. Nice. wow, look at you passing it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be, I think, uh, at least gamers for yeah. for yeah. a while. No, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Bioshock, Infinite in yeah. the first. Yeah, best one of the best storytelling. Yeah, in, in the industry, man. Like, I, I loved that story. Very great start right there. Even if it might be too graphic or you know, right. it was too intense. much adult content, but it's. Sure. You got the fundamentals right. I'll say that. It was a fun, fun series. I know how Carlos feels about this, but now we're talking about gaming. Like, how do you? Did you play God of War, the the newest one? I I haven't. I didn't really um, get past the first half hour or maybe hour of it. Oh wow. Yeah, Uh, Kratos, right with the sun. Yeah. 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 It's definitely. It might be the best game in the PS4 that I've ever played on that console. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely we stands. We had a conversation about it. Yeah. It was insane. Like, I cried. Yeah, yeah talking yeah. to him about it. Really. And I and this conversation where I cried, <laughs> it was two years after the game came out. <laughs> yeah, and it I was played beautiful. It. 
I mean, I, I, also, I was trying to be like a friend because he was like there crying, yeah. and I was like, oh man, like I understand, you know, like emotional storytelling yeah. can yeah. Like, really get to you. Yeah. Really he was like, it's been two fucking years though with tears in his eyes. Like I don't understand why it's so fucking with me, and I'm like, hey man, it happens. You know, how far did you get? Not past probably the first boss if there was a mini oh, boss or wow. something that wasn't okay. that much yeah yeah i don't know maybe i had played something too similar to it recently and i didn't i didn't oh, i think right. i was do, i was coming off the division and yeah. and I, I and then i got into that and then yeah. i was like okay i'm gonna take a break now hopefully you you get back into it yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard to like to go back into a game yeah I, at least i forget a lot of the story beats and all that stuff but still um, I hope to do that with The Last of Us and maybe give myself enough time to where I forget what oh, yeah. I know. Do you have it? No, no, not yet. Oh, okay, Still cool. not yet. All right. No, no, you're good. Fine. You're good. No, yeah. no rush, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a um, game, so it's always going to be there. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All we have is time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, we should have him over just so he can be the positive one. You know? Yeah, because we're all like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's not something I would say. I would just be like, oh, my God, already, it looks <laughs> yeah. like it's all getting dark, dude. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I can't breathe. The room's getting smaller. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I felt that way about um, Dead Space. Once Dead Space kind of, oh, yeah. you know, came to a close... Uh, sorry, spoiler alert for anyone who's listening and hasn't played it. Uh, Isaac <laughs> Clarke dies. It's a long time, yeah. Yes, or maybe he, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. We don't know, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a chance it's maybe a he didn't die. Ended? I forgot how it ended. Actually. He falls Dead Space off 3. the ship, I think, or he tries to save his wife. I think he finally sees her again and he gets oh, her out. Okay. And that's how I felt even about Days Gone was the fact that there was a wife involved and you think the whole time, mm. you know, a certain thing and whether or not that actually comes to be. I forget that you haven't played it. Um, Days Gone, yeah. yeah. No, but it's all good. My dad played it. I, mm. I, I okay. saw some of it. Yeah. Um, I prefer open-ended endings than, like, legitimate. And if it's a real ending, I want it to be positive. I don't want to right. think the world is dark, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, there's already enough of reality, right? You, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't bring it into my The game my is there yeah. so I can leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not because I want to... It is a bit of a, an <laughs> yeah. escape, and don't make it worse, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, God of War, you should definitely play it. I think since you're a dad, I'd feel like it hit you like Right, being that he was with his more. son, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. It's I really don't think good. there's been a game that does it. I mean... Yeah, that is true. I can't think of one... Not off the top of my head. At least where it's been that good. I'm pretty sure right, there's with the games with a dad and a son, but I don't know if it was that good. Because, it, it, yeah, the game starts off with, like, both of you not being too close to each other. Yeah. Like, really not close right. at all. He calls him and boy. And you're sort of an asshole yeah. to your own son. Right, yeah. yeah, he was. But over time, all of that changes. The dynamic between you two, That's cool. you, your kid, everything. So it's really good. Um, yeah. You have any have... questions already? No, I don't actually... Everything I would like to like to have known, I learned. Nice. So, thank awesome. you. Yeah, yeah thank thanks you for having that. me. Yeah. yeah, thank you for your time, dude. This was yeah. awesome. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Social media or something? Um, I'm working on a page or a group. Uh, it's just really, really, really early, so I'm not going to say it yet. But I, I you know, I, I don't really do Instagram. I have I have one, but I don't post okay. much. Ooh. It's usually of the of the kids or the animals. Um, and uh, I'm on Facebook, but it's usually to uh, put memes on and get kicked out of feminist nice. pages and things like that. So. <laughs> nice, nice, so, nice. Um, yeah, no, nothing to plug yet, but I hope to in the near future. So maybe. Can I ask you questions on it or no? It's too early. Yeah, I mean, there's oh, not a whole man. lot of information on it yet, but oh, it's, okay. it's going to be a group um, specifically for men, at least at first. Oh, okay. And um, I'm, it's, the working title I have is Men Falling from Greatness. Oh, okay. Oh, so. cool. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Nice. nice. I was working nice. on writing a book, kind of having to do with um, what I do for work. Yeah. And I took a hiatus, and you know, having talked about it so much makes me want to yeah, yeah, go yeah. back into it. Um, and that was going to be a series called "In My Shoes." So. Oh, nice. nice! I like that. That's a good title <laughs> already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see if it happens. I hope it does. I just yeah. have to maybe stop gaming as much and <laughs> well, you find can... ways to to fit it back in the schedule. Yeah. Nice. You can play in your, your Facebook or. Did you just did you say the name or a little bit? No, I didn't. But oh, okay. yeah, it's if not, you it's want not to set up yet. No, yeah. When oh. once it is, I mean, I'll uh, oh, I got maybe you. I'll send it out to you guys. So you can check it out. For sure. You. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening so much. This has been a new episode. Nosy. You know. Yes. Our our information will be on the description. So, tell us what you think. Thank Message you guys. us. Take care. Yeah. See you later. Yes. Love you. Bye. Bye.